0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Killer Serials. This is Tony Jones.
1: And Ryan Parker.
0: And we are a couple dudes with PhDs in theology who talk about serial TV shows with which we are obsessed. And there's been no show with more fertile ground for us to plow theologically than The Path on Hulu in its second season. And uh, we are going to talk about episodes two and three today, which are going to catch us up. Hey,
1: Tony, I got a question.
0: Yeah, shoot. How's your light? (laughs) You know what? There is no fucking light. Are you shining? (laughs) You know, it's so... I mean, I gotta say, I love the... There's so much um, passion in the way that Aaron Paul is acting this season. And in episode three, it's, it's like this simmering... It's like this simmering pot that's like being turned up to a boil. And then he's like, he's basically, you know, like uh, following his kid around Hawk and finds him in New York city, like in the park and, and sees Cal with his arms on, on his son's shoulders. And that's it, man. He's like,
1: he can't take it anymore. A lot of actors I I would imagine would, would kill for a role like this because you get everything right. You have somebody who has a troubled past. You have somebody whose family is, has alienated themselves from him or vice versa. You have somebody who's having a crisis of faith around a, an idea or something that he once believed in so profoundly, right? You have all these things, like you talk about all these ingredients coming to a boil and he's really nailing a lot of that tension and anger and struggle and, desire and all those things in this one role
0: which is you know it's interesting because people who are maybe you know who who haven't watched the show before or whatever they're just jumping into it or binging season one and catching up is you think of aaron paul from breaking bad it's like a 19 year old drug fiend but actually the guy's 35 years old and so like for him to play a dad who's got a 16 year old kid is like Totally right for his, for his age, kind of his stage yeah. of life. Um, it's right in there. But what's also I find interesting, even is that you know he's a fairly small human being. Aaron Paul is
1: small stature, sure, small physical stature, stature yeah, all small, small, yeah,
0: physical stature, yeah. And um, but he plays. he he plays this rage that he's feeling with such passion. Like the guy is going to explode when, when he confronts Cal in the park. First of all, as somebody who's like gone through custody drama of my own, you know, when he says that, like as, you know, as far as I know in the state of New York, that's a 16 year old kid and I'm his legal parent. Like you can't keep me from, and, and even then, so they have this, like, give me five seconds hawk basically gives him about five seconds and he he says after earlier saying you know there's no ladder it's all like he kind of snaps and and it shares his doubts with his son but then he's like okay i understand you floated you know like i'm good i i understand it and i'm i'm never going to say anything negative about what you believe again and whatever it takes what and and whatever and and you just have to give me four hours on sunday you know yeah. t- you can't cut me out of your life hawk walks away and cal steps between him again and you think he says i'm going to fucking murder you like yeah. if you get in the way
1: again i'll kill you
0: so what's so interesting is it's almost like you can take my wife you can't take my kid yeah because he never said that when sarah was leaving him and you think there's a little bit of the blood is thicker than water thing or you think a little bit of like okay You won. You won my wife. You're not going to win my kid like that. I I draw. I am going to draw the line on this one. I just thought it was an interesting scene of where all this spirituality stuff gets wrapped up in actually custody stuff. I mean, here's a 16 year old kid. So and then later, you know, Eddie is is at the casino with his new with his new lady, and she's like, "Hey, we can win custody of your kids." Your wife's in a cult. She's not a fit parent. And yeah. I'm like, oh, is that, like, if that plays out, if, like, suddenly lawyers are getting involved and, like, that would be fascinating if, if they go down that path. I don't know that they will, but that would yeah. be fascinating.
1: Well, you're also pointing out a couple of things that are kind of at the surface of the second and third episode, right? So they launched one and two last week and then number three this week. Um So far, like in the second episode, Cal seems to take center stage, right, in his quest to find money for the 501c3. And then in the third episode, you have Hawk, who is wrestling with his desire to climb the ladder. But underneath both of those, as as you've already pointed out, you have Eddie um, and the tension that that he (laughs) brings to the group, both the movement and his family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you know. It's it, here's here's one interesting thing for us to follow that's happened a couple that happens a couple times in these two episodes. Eddie's referred to as a denier by Hawk. He says it to his dad to Eddie, and Eddie says, "I never signed the document." And then Hawk says it to his mom Sarah, and she says, "Your dad never signed the document." So it's it's interesting. Like even in in this cult that's they're only holding better. out hope oh and it is it, and like they're, they're gonna all, pull it back in yeah they're almost and they're almost being legalists right they're being pharisees about like well he may but you know we never signed a document so they're very like persnickety about this one you know one activity that he did or didn't do so is it the spirit of the law or the letter of the law you know um, and I think that's fascinating. Like why didn't he sign the document and why is Sarah hanging on to that? I will say there are a couple things about that interaction that I don't, as, as somebody who's gone through a breakup of a marriage that don't ring true to me, like in the parking lot, when he, he gets, um, Sarah gets up and leaves her conference with Mary and like rushes to the parking lot to meet Eddie and says, you can't text me a thousand times every time you have a little crisis or whatever. He's standing there in the parking lot talking to her and he puts his hands on her arms and he, he's very close with her and he has almost this intimate connection with her as he's arguing with her. And I just thought, oh man, when you split with somebody like you don't, it's much, you know, it was much more realistic to me. Uh, was when I'm blanking on his name, the FBI agent. In the, Abe. G- Abe is in the hotel room with his wife, and she's like, get your hand off of me. I'm like, no, 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 that's what it's like going <laughs> to a breakup. up. Like, yeah. that's, that's more what it's like.
1: So on the, on the, with the Myrists, when we look at, of course it's a way to look at them through Eddie, who is leaving, maybe coming back, who knows. Yeah, who's maybe the chosen one. Maybe the second episode is all about Cal trying to pursue the five oh one C three status. Yes. And that falling through. And then him uh being involved, him and other members of the movement, Sarah, try and Mary trying to raise money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And finally Cal's getting angrier and angrier at the uh what is the most awkward fundraiser ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And then I mean, he tries to give this amazing. speech, which wait, no, just wait, goes awry. It's not,
0: it's not a fundraiser. It's more of a friend-raiser.
1: Sorry. Thank you. Remember yeah. she
0: says that to him? <laughs> it's more of a Well, he's not raiser. making any
1: friends, right? No. He doesn't make any friends. So I think there's still another window to look into organized religion and belief because, let's face it, organized religions have to have money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, you go to seminary, you take a class on how to become 501c3 and get that status, but then they do this interesting thing where they leave the fundraiser or it's the next day, and they go to their inner city ministry where they're helping homeless people, yeah. and they're doing all this work, yeah and I'm watching this, and i'm wondering, does that does that work and, and maybe you can help me phrase the question i'm asking, does that work help sanctify the ask mm yeah or I mean, does here, the ask or does the ask negate that work what's that what's that relationship i mean what, what's the show saying about that
0: well here's one thing I thought about that ask is I thought nothing nothing that Cal says is untrue
1: that's true all and these it's also rich, true about all of us
0: yeah, all these rich people would rather write a check to help a homeless shelter than actually go work at a homeless shelter and wash people's feet like the Pope does. They'd much rather write a check at a cocktail party and go in the library and like make out with a chick they just met. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, he, he wasn't wrong, but that's not how it works. How it works is you sidle up next to these people. You, you get in their confidence. They understand that you're going to do the dirty work and they're basically Buying you out. They're buying out their conscience by paying you to do their dirty work.
1: Okay? But you know what's interesting is Cal's, if we were going to be completely honest with it, Cal's speech or his ask was far more Christ like than oh. the the model you just talked about, right? I Cal's right. Like basically trying to say, brood a viper. You brood a viper. That's right.
0: I, I agree. I don't think there's anything that he said that is not true. It's just. Not, not politically
1: expedient.
0: Not politically expedient, not politically correct. But it's all true. I mean, he's right on the money. There's also another aspect I think that's going on that I wonder if the show's writers think about and are dealing with and stuff. But, you know, Cal grew up in a broken home with an alcoholic mom in a, in a crappy little apartment. Uh, Sarah grew up in a hippie religious sect. They don't have the social capital to move in those circles. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that Sarah's dad even owns a coat and tie. And now here, and, and Cal, you know what I'm saying? They, they didn't go to elite schools. They didn't probably either of them go to college. Um, they, they, and, and then they're thrown into high society, Fifth Avenue, New York, money, right? And they don't know how to move around in that world. Cal doesn't like it when Sarah takes some champagne, and mm-hmm. um, Cal doesn't understand. You don't give a speech on this night, and he doesn't understand. You don't bore people in the in the um, you know in the small talk part. You stand around and small. You know he doesn't get it. He doesn't know how to move in those in that culture so there's there's also it's not just that he's super committed to his mission it's also that he's just not adept at
1: uh so no social graces
0: yeah he doesn't have that he doesn't have that he's not privileged he doesn't have a privileged upbringing and not those are two people, different worlds not I like, to say yeah, people can't overcome that but but you know and and and, and I thought another scene that showed a lot about Cal and what I think strong and oppressive religious re- leaders are really like
1: was in the parking ramp when he. Oh my gosh. I when, thought he was, I thought that was going to be the end of her.
0: When he confronts that lawyer and basically is like, why are you sitting on our, our application to get nonprofit status?
1: Uh, I thought there was going to be some violent conflict.
0: Yeah. Like that's what religious, that's what cult leaders are like. What, what, what do you think about – do you believe that Sarah wouldn't betray Cal's secret? Now she knows. She knows with 100 percent certainty that he's a murderer. But she's going to sit on that for the sake of the movement even when she's saying things like, I don't even know what I believe anymore. Like do you – I buy you, that. I, I buy that.
1: It. I believe there was such a devotion to the movement before she found that out about Cal and Silas that her faith was so strong. Yeah. That it would take something like this to make her it would take something like that to shake her faith. So remember last uh in the first season when Eddie is like, Oh, you don't really believe all this bullshit or whatever, and what's the line she says to him? You don't know me at all. Yeah. Right? Like she's all in. And right. so I think I think it would take something like this to begin to shake her faith. But I think she's so committed to the movement, has such a strong past with it and such a desire to see her children in it. Yeah. That she would stay. Now, it wouldn't shock me if she leaves later, but it's gonna have to be the chips are starting to stack up for her. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. It's not yeah. just a murder. Cal spent five million dollars that they don't have and probably aren't gonna get.
0: Well, and if they don't if they don't get their 501 C three status, they'll have to pay property tax on a five million dollar hey, building in New York.
1: And can we also not talk about how I mean, let's don't forget how her beliefs are so deep that what does she do at the end of the third episode? She drinks the polluted water. Oh my gosh. That it's was a, this isn't a this isn't a, a weekend crusade, like I'm here with you for the long haul. You know, that that also water.
0: I thought was was one of the more kind of Christ-like elements of like take up your cross She's and taking
1: on the suffering of the community. Exactly,
0: exactly. I thought she wasn't doing that just to
1: showboat. Like she was doing that because she's a true believer. And she's and, willing to also plunge her community into further debt by backing those studies, right? That are going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, Where get right, that money? right. And There's you, probably going to be a conflict with Eddie, which is do we buy the property or do we – You mean Cal, Cal. I, I mean Cal sorry, Cal, sorry. Yeah, Cal.
0: or she's like Cal – if Cal gets to go spend $5 million, I get to go spend $100,000 on water tests, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about this, We're talking about the community um, and, like, what are their priorities. There's a real generational divide. So you got Cal and Sarah, who are the new Guardians of the Light. Meanwhile, you've got Richard and some of the older generation, like, starting to dig. So there's a guy who comes back. Is that – it
1: looks a lot like Steve. Is it Steve's brother? Who comes? Kodiak. Kodiak. And his name kodiak, don't they call him Kodiak, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, but is he i don't so anyways he's obviously got a thing with sarah's mom, like from the past, and yeah. he's got a great connection with Steve, and he's back in the community, and he reconnects with Richard, and Richard's like going through the archives of the of the Myers movement to try to figure out, wait, 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 I thought Steve was not going to. There was not going to be. Steve was not going to decide his successor. The light light was going to decide decide his successor. Yeah, and this is one thing you know. If we if we talk to Jessica again, I'd like to. I'm asking you two questions at once here. But so first, let me ask you this before I get to that question: What do you think about what's happening in the older generation? Because in some ways, they've relinquished the community to Cal. And lesser so to Sarah, but in other ways, they still feel ownership of the community enough that they're kind of doing some digging there on their own.
1: Like, what do I make of that tension?
0: Yeah, like where do you see the the, the spirituality? Because the older generation now, they're like, okay, Steve didn't ascend into light; he was pushed off a cliff. Um, you know, he didn't become one with the light. There's his dead body. We can't tell anybody about this, Cal made up the last, the, like, rungs 11, 12, and 13. It looks like Cal just wrote
1: them. You so is there willing, there? there's maybe per, perhaps a willingness on their part to accept the truth of the movement without the facts of the movement?
0: Yeah, I just want, yeah, where, where do they, I don't know, what do you make of them? Like, they're almost becoming pragmatists now. You know, they're like, it's not about the light or the spirituality. It's about, like, What happened to Steve, and now what do we do about Cal?
1: And I don't know that those are mutually exclusive, right? I think they're trying to preserve the integrity of the movement, and maybe that is, can you still have that without believing in the more supernatural elements of their story? I mean, they haven't repudiated their faith by any means. No, and I I was curious about, and I think this is slightly related, what do you make of the increase, it feels like an increase in kind of supernatural, spiritual... Moments in the second season already. You have Hawk floating. Yeah. Does Hawk really float, or does is Hawk lightheaded from not eating? Right. Um, I think those are the two. Did
0: Eddie really get lightning into his back, and his, did Steve really tell him he's the one, or was that just? And or Richard dream? is.
1: I guess it's Kodiak because you know when they're at the end of the third yeah. episode where they're banging the drum, does. It, and, and Eddie's being rushed to the hospital. Is he having this out-of-body experience? And what is, is he? Uh, so is he kind of like taking on the light, or is he just uh, drunk? Drunk, drunk, and punched in the face by a security yeah, so you, guard. So you have these two different things, right? And I think that's also, as you've talked about, indicative of this older membership in the Myers movement. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a duality at work there. Yeah, and I mean I've. But it's a universal one, though, isn't it? I mean, we all know, like, did Jesus walk on water or was it a sand barge? You know, it did. Yeah, yeah. Was it demon possession or was it epilepsy?
0: What does Kodiak say right at the end of episode three? Does He says, Does he He says, there is no light. What does he say? Steve's not in the light.
1: S- Steve's not in the light. Steve's not in and the light. And then that's basically it.
0: That's it. Steve's not in the light. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Well, let me is ask Eddie? you this. And the assumption then is it's Eddie's in the light, maybe. Yeah, and then there's, yeah,
0: there Eddie, Eddie who, ta- I mean, first of all, Eddie was right. There actually was somebody following him. Like, he wasn't hallucinating that. Yeah. Which reminds me of a couple things. I mean, in one, it, it, it reminds me of Big Love because the people from the compound were always, you know, had spies and oh my gosh i that was a favorite it, 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 that i loved that show big love i think it kind of tailed off toward the end but man yeah. i thought that was there's some good show.
1: there's some similarities there there's about definitely that. some
0: similarities and then i've i've you know spent some time at, at a religious community on cape cod that had some of these very same um this very same history that I'll tell you about some other time. But last thing I want to ask about is this. This has been a question I've had about the, a theological question about the light. The light as the deity in this show seems to be very passive. It's, they never say the light did something. The light's going to do something. The light is not a protagonist. The light is just more of a spirit or an essence and it's really up to the people to do stuff. But I wonder if if there's not more of an activist, interventionist role that the light might begin to play in the... Um, you know what I'm saying? They don't talk about the light in a traditional deity, in the sense of a traditional deity. Like it's, It
1: doesn't have... It's not anthropomorphic. It doesn't do it anything. It doesn't do
0: things. It doesn't have you a personality.
1: It. You take it in. It's not You walk in it. Or You just, live in it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that, that... I wonder if it does in relationship to Eddie, which Maybe. is what That's, we're starting to hint like at. Like,
0: if the light chooses... Like, if chooses, it's searching Eddie out. If the light chooses the next leader then the light is an interventionist deity. And that would be a real change. That would be a Early on, and again,
1: we're not watching ahead, right? Yeah, that we, yeah. So we don't know. I mean, I think right now you could you could make the case that that's what's happening.
0: So I, I'm going to be paying close attention to that, how they talk about the light and if the light becomes more of a character in the show. Well, I think there's a lot to follow and watch. It, it's it, I, I appreciate about the show that there are some kind of soap be soap opera e aspects to it.
1: Well, they also understand the importance of a cliffhanger. I mean, especially yeah, yeah. especially it's harder for us because we have all the episodes. We could just jump ahead, but yeah. you know, I think they understand that, you know, this to stay in age, if people are going to wait and watch them all. You got to keep them you got to keep them hooked.
0: Who's going to make out with who? Who's going to go to bed with who? You know, there's a little bit of that, but just but that's not really what it's about. What it's really about is... No,
1: it's at the heart. It's about this community, it's about, the ins and outs and, that's and right. belief and belonging and all that stuff, which is why I think you and I are still watching. And if it was anything less than that, I don't think we could do this.
0: And it's, and it's a common theme of can, can a religious sect like this go legit? And they're struggling to go to legit because in the DNA of this religious community is sectarianism. And you can't be sectarian if you're going to go legit.
1: So I'll leave it there. That's a good line. I I was going to say something about following the path in the (laughs) age of Trump, but we'll have to do that later.
0: Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Killer Serials. We hope you enjoy our breakdown of the path week by week. And we will be back next week with
1: episode four. Sounds good.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Adios.
1: My name is Eddie, and I was on a call. All of you have chosen something different. You have the light to shape the world around you. It has become my hope that this will set me free, because I'm haunted.
0: Nothing in my life makes sense. My parents are a mess. Everything's just
1: ripped apart. I will murder you before I let you take him from me. You know all the tactics then. that's my job? Knowing what deception looks like. There is a man following us? I won't be blackmailed.
0: Yes, you will. The light
1: provides. It's all very delicate. Your fragile house of lives, it could collapse at any moment. The night is only beginning.